Hi gorgeous one, it's Helen here and welcome to this episode of the Trust and Transform podcast. Here we are in episode 3 of season 3 and I am having to continually be on my toes with this season. Oh my goodness, if you listen to the first episode of this season you'll know that I just got this overwhelming call from my spirit team to come back and share my journey with anxiety at that particular time of my life with you and it seems that literally every two weeks I'm getting this tap on my shoulder, this download, this urgency to step into this space again and share with you Because I've had, again, a crazy week and I've been thinking about coming on and sharing and I wasn't really exactly sure what that was going to be. And I was going to call this episode The Kindness of Strangers, but for some reason it didn't have enough depth to what I wanted to share with you. And I was taking our son to school this morning for early morning sport and I was driving home thinking about this idea of the podcast episode and the title and it just kind of didn't feel right. And then all this other information came through and thus why it is now called Sleeping With Your Decisions. I want to share a little bit about what's happened over the past week and some of the decisions I've had to make but also link it back to this concept, this understanding that I'm the one who has to sleep with my decisions. So even though there may be other people around me helping make decisions, even though I'm working within a system which is our society, you know, there's only certain decisions I might be able to make in, you know, the system I'm currently working in. And yet I'm the one who has to sleep with those decisions. So I found that a fascinating title for this episode, but also you may recall from the last episode that I had a feeling that this season was all about vulnerability. So here we go. The last week I had to work very closely with family members to support elderly family members who were in need of care. That in itself is a big thing to say. It's even bigger and more challenging and more difficult when I'm the closest person who lives near those elderly relatives, and I'm a four-hour drive away. So between myself and two other family members, we played the best game of ping pong you would ever see. And I know that's a ridiculous analogy, but I sent these beautiful family members at the end of all the chaos a message and said I think we did really well together as a team ping-ponging off each other and helping you know to create or make the next step happen 
so for example one of those beautiful people helping me she'd been in contact with the hospital and I had been in contact <laughs> sorry there's Elvis having a conversation with you as well I had been in contact with the chemist and the doctor and this is why I was going to call this episode The Kindness of Strangers because the chemist was beautiful, really helpful, really supportive, um, gave lots of advice and guidance on how I could go about, you know, supporting these elderly relatives to get the medication and the support that they needed. So that was beautiful. I then had to have a conversation with the doctor or more um, specifically, the receptionist at the doctor. I apologise for Elvis. He's obviously having a very big conversation with somebody out the front. So I had a conversation with the receptionist at the doctor's and I, my intention was to be able to get some medication, which only a doctor could provide, to literally walk next door to give it to the chemist so the chemist could then fulfill that um, medication and get it delivered to these elderly relatives. And this is a medical centre where my relatives had been going forever, like forever. Um, elderly relatives, very unwell, and also now home and unwell and unable to get out of the house. And so I called the doctor and spoke with the receptionist and I was saying, look, this is the situation, this is what's happening and this is what we're hoping to get. Can you please help us? And the answer was no. To say that that was really heartbreaking when you're four hours away and to say it's really heartbreaking in Australia in 2022 in a small town with elderly people in need is, I believe, a thousand percent unacceptable. So I got off the phone and I was like, okay, what's the next step? And this is when one of those other beautiful people helping support the process contacted me and I shared with her what had just happened. And she'd been in touch with the hospital for the same reasons. And one of these elderly relatives had been to the hospital only a few days prior. So this person then took on the job of going, okay, hand the ball to me, pass the ball to me. And I said to her, we're at this stage where we just really need to rely on the kindness of strangers. And she phoned the hospital, was able to get through to a nurse who was beautiful and said that she would speak with the doctor at the hospital and the doctor then was able to fulfil the script, faxed that to the chemist. The chemist filled the script for both elderly relatives and then was able to deliver the medication. So in other words, the practice that they'd been going to wasn't able to say yes, but the hospital where they'd been to only a few days prior was able to say yes and support the process. So maybe you can see why I was thinking that's called this episode, The Kindness of Strangers. But as I was driving home, 
this morning from school and this idea of sleeping with your decisions really landed. It felt much more rich, much more diverse and much more true, particularly given our current climate and I'll say over the last few years, but, you know, even before then, right? This doesn't have to be sleeping with big decisions. This can be sleeping with the small decisions because every single day we make thousands of decisions. But when I reflect on that past week and that process and that ping-ponging with the other two beautiful people who were helping our elderly relatives get the care that they needed, I got to the end of that day, yes, I was totally exhausted, Yes, I was, you know, emotional and all of it and depleted actually is the word that just landed then. But I knew that I'd done all the right things. And I was talking to one of the people who had been helping us make all this happen. And I'm very respectful, very in awe, very understanding of the pressure that a receptionist at a medical centre must have every single day. It is a job I could not do. I'm in awe of everything they do. And I feel that sometimes they have to make decisions that, you know, if they were in the same situation, they would not make. So I'm not dissing, I'm not you know, angry or upset with those people at all. I understand that they have to do their job and that's how it works. And they were probably up to their neck with a thousand people. All I wanted was someone to say yes. And so if I look at a little decision that I made this morning, our son is 16 and he's driving. We have two cars, my car and my husband's car. And my son has been driving my car for probably about six months now. And only recently, within the last couple of weeks, he started driving his dad's car. Very different cars, very different sizes. And obviously, if you've driven a car, you know that they can be, you know, take a little while for you to get used to driving a different car. And this morning, I take our son to school on a Tuesday morning and my husband takes our son to school on a Thursday morning for sport and this morning my son says can we drive dad's car and my reply was oh yeah sure that's fine and then literally less than two minutes later I said to him actually I've revised that decision and I feel that if we are going together you and I we go in my car if you and dad go together you go in his car so now he knows that that's the standard decision and he can't kind of pick and choose mum can take me today and dad can take me today because we have schedules, we have lives, we have commitments ourselves and so he, our son, just really has to go with whatever's available if he is going to drive. Um, he normally gets the bus, that's totally fine but on these morning sessions or late afternoon sessions he needs to be picked up. So, you know, that's a little decision I've had to make. But I know that I've got some decisions looming for me. And again, I have to sleep with these decisions. I'm the one who has to 
be okay with what I decide is right for me and my life. So two little decisions, not so little decisions, I've got looming. It's Christmas. Many of us have Christmas looming. It's, I don't know, what, six weeks or so away now. But like a lot of people, I have different family commitments. I have, you know, my husband's family. I have my uh, immediate family with my parents and siblings. And I have my little family with my husband and son and pets. So what does Christmas look like for me? Again, it's really difficult. We've got some family really close, some family not close, and we tend to favour one family. And I'm starting to not be okay with that, and I haven't been okay with that for some time, but there seems to be more of a weighting towards that particular family um, dynamic. So, you know, I spoke with my husband about it last night and I'm like, you know, I'm not not sure I actually want to do that this year. Even though, of course, now all the decisions are being made and, and sometimes it's the, you know, Helen's being difficult or Helen is this. And it's like, I'm the one who has to sleep with my decisions. And if I keep going down one particular path, then what am I doing to myself? What do I expect if I'm not making the decision that suits me, it's like with the cars, right? My husband's car is much bigger. I can drive it. I used to have a car similar, but you know, I don't like driving his car. I like driving my car. So I can sleep with that decision. Can I sleep with the decision around Christmas, which of course has so many more nuances. You know what I mean? We all are there at Christmas time. It's like everyone wants to see you. They all want a piece of you, you know, and you juggle a thousand balls when I would kind of dare to put out there that that's not what Christmas is supposed to be all about. The other big decision that I'm currently sitting with is a healing space, like literally a physical healing space in my town where I can do my soul plan readings, where I can do my shamanic healings. I could even do the space clearings there if I want to, but I'm kind of feeling that that wouldn't happen in that space because it's a healing space for a different purpose. And I also want this space where, you know, I can do drumming meditations or I can run circles or maybe other people can come in and use the space as well for their beautiful healing work. So that's actually a really big decision I'm sitting with and having to sleep with every single night because it's been on my mind for quite some time. But the ripple effect of all of these decisions, no matter whether they're those thousand small decisions we make every single day or these big decisions that we have to make at either the spur of the moment or in the urgency of the moment, we have to sleep with those. And so if I get five years down the track and I've opened that healing space and it's working beautifully and I love it and there's this gorgeous community, that feels rich and inviting and nurturing to me. If I get five years down the track and I regret not having at least given it a try, then that's a decision I have to own, I have to wear, I have to sleep with every single night. And 
it's really easy, I think, to blame others. Like I could go, oh, well, you know, I didn't have the money to open the centre or no one's going to come um, or whatever head fuckery is going on for me at the time. It can be, you know, I've uh, given other people power to create my life. And that's not okay anymore. I've been there. I've done that. It's crap. I don't like it. So... It's an, um, what am I going to say? It's a, a sense of empowerment. If we can get to the end of the day when we lie down in our bed and we take a few deep breaths and we ease away the chaos of the day and we ask ourselves, do I like myself? And did I do well today? And if we can get a yes for both of those in and amongst whatever is our circumstance, in and amongst whatever has happened in our day, in and amongst the stuff that other people have put on us, if we can say, yes, I like myself, yes, I did well today, that really is all that matters and that means that we can go to sleep knowing owning being fully okay with the decisions we've made in that day in that week in that moment because I can tell you looping right back to that medical thing with those elderly relatives that was hard that was hard but in and amongst it I stayed as calm as I could when I wasn't on a phone call yo-yoing between chemists and doctors and other family members and goodness knows whatever else I remembered to breathe and I made the decision when I was talking to people particularly the doctor's receptionist, when I kept getting a no, we can't help you. I remembered I was talking to another human being on the end of the line. And I don't know about you, but I prefer people to be kind to me. I prefer people to have respect and grace and care and kindness even in the difficult times. I know it's really hard in the difficult times. I'm not saying it's easy by any stretch of the imagination. But if we can just take a pause and if we can think, when I go to bed tonight, am I going to be okay with what I've said to this person? Am I going to be okay with the decisions I've made? Am I going to be okay with how I showed up on my path for myself no matter what I say to this person? Because that's really what it comes down to. If I can be kind to me and I can be kind to you all in the same bubble, then 
I can go to bed and say, yes, I like myself and yes, I did really well today. I can do that. So from the kindness of strangers, we come to this concept of sleeping with your decisions. And maybe they're two sides of the same coin. Maybe if we can show up and be kind to someone today, no matter how big, no matter how small, then just maybe that would help us be more at ease with ourselves. Maybe that would help us trust ourselves more. Maybe that would help create the transformation we're wanting in our lives. Maybe that would help declutter that inner room that we've been talking about through all seasons of this podcast. Because your inner room is where you have to live on the daily That's that energetic space inside you where you go to heal. And if we throw gunk in there, if we clutter it up with stuff and people and thoughts and actions and decisions that aren't us, then what the hell are we doing? We need that inner room to be full of our essence, our truth, our beauty, our heart, our soul, ourselves. And the only way to do that is to make decisions every single day that support your path, your unique path, not what I'm telling you to do, not what anyone else is telling you to do, what you know your soul and heart is telling you to do right now in this moment. So I'd like to invite you to just take a breath sometime today, whether that's right now, whether that's later this afternoon, whether it's tomorrow morning, but within the next 24 hours, I invite you to take a moment, to take a pause, to take a breath, just to close down your eyes and strip away the stuff that you know your sight uh, brings into your awareness and just come into that little cocoon that is you and ask yourself if you're showing up in a way that is truthfully you. If I'm brutally honest with myself, that's a question and something, an action that I focus on but sometimes lose on the daily basis I'll always try and show up as best I can but you know there's always going to be times I can't there's always going to be times I'm on the phone and I've got emotions running wild and I have to take a pause to bring awareness into what the actual situation is and remind myself that we're all just doing our best so if you can just you know come into yourself today with a little bit of kindness and a little bit of grace and a little bit of care, give yourself a hug. Say, you're doing okay. I'm doing okay with what I've got on at the moment. But next time I'm going to also try and do this. Or stepping forward, I'm going to try and do this. Maybe that's a better statement. 
stepping forward from this moment, how can I bring more love? How can I bring more compassion? How can I bring more joy, grace, kindness, all of it to myself and to the world? Because God knows we need it. We need it big time. And if you're listening to this episode or this podcast more broadly, or even the Musings on Sanctuary and Spirituality podcast, which preceded this one, I know you're on a path to change the world in your own beautiful way. And for that, I bow to you. And we have to show up every day with these decisions to make it happen. I hope that I've planted a few seeds of thought for you today and that by me showing up and sharing this with you today has helped you understand more intimately your own vulnerability, your own need to maybe share your truth in a way that feels right, whether that's with yourself in the shower, whether that's with people around you or in your work or your business. Um, because we kind of need more of that. Vulnerability, sharing our truths in a way that is helpful to others will help create the shift and the change that we want. Now, just a reminder that I'm going on a break, an extended break. So if you're listening to this in real time, I'm going on a break from the beginning of December 2022 uh, right through to nearly the end of January 2023. So if you want to get in touch to book in any service that I offer, whether that's a soul plan reading, a space clearing, shamanic healing, intuitive mentoring, reach out. We can get that kind of in the calendar and sorted for next year. It's a bit tight now if you wanted to try and squeeze in, maybe we could do a soul plan reading, but otherwise it's all a bit too tight. But if you just head on over to helenjoybutler.com, everything you need will be there for you. I'm expecting I'll be back in a couple of weeks when you know that need to download comes through again. I can tell you now that I feel fully downloaded. I don't feel in my body anymore like there's messages that have to come through. Um, my spirit team have kind of gone, okay, that's it. That's all we need to share today. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here. If it resonates with you, I'd love you to give us a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to or even some beautiful words as a review because it it, it gives me purpose showing up and, and knowing that I'm supporting people in the way that they need and that little rating makes a massive difference. And also feel free to share as well if that feels right. But until next time, take care and much love.